0: Closer to the athletes, coaches, families, and fans of Cincinnati sports. It's On the Sidelines with Q102's Molly Watson and Lindsay Patterson. Presented
1: by OrthoCinci, the orthopedic authority. We are back on the sideline it's just Lindsay patterson today when it comes to hosting the podcast because molly watson will be out she'll be back on the airwaves on on the sideline podcast later this week i am so excited to talk about reds baseball because the hype is real and i really couldn't think of a better reds guest to get on than nick kirby reds content for chatterbox reds nick how you doing
0: i am doing great thanks so much for having me Lindsay.
1: It is so fun to talk Reds right now. What did you think of just this past weekend series from the hype, the rookies, the attendance at Great American Ballpark? What was that like for you?
0: Well, first off, Friday night, I mean, I think that legitimately, I don't think it's hyperbole to say that might be a top five Reds game all time. Uh, just the energy, of course, it being the 12th game and the, the the longest winning streak in in my mom's lifetime, which is just insane to say, um, and it was a fun series. It was kind of one of those series that the Reds ended up losing, but you didn't feel like a loser at the end of the weekend. It was it was a just a, a fun series, a, a fun series to be a part of. And you heard a lot of the Braves in their post game even talking about how exhausted they were leaving Cincinnati and how how much they thought it was a great series. And I think that speaks volume to where the Cincinnati Reds are right now.
1: Yeah, it's really fun to see. And I think when I I think of the Reds games and, you know, you've been through it all and been supporting along the way. And one of the things I like about following you on Twitter is, you know, even during the down years last season, you can look at down last year and be like, oh, you know, it's going to come, it's going to come for this team. And you have all these young guys and promise and, you know, maybe they're a year away, maybe they're two years away. And then you go back into last season and you always kind of held that optimism. How did you do that during some of the down years?
0: Well, I think if you if you dug deep and you really looked at, at kind of some of the prospects that were coming, you could it felt different than any time before. Um, there's been a lot of times we've been promised about about prospects, but anyone who's follows it closely, it felt different. And uh, it, you start nowhere else other than Ellie de la Cruz. Um, I, I've never been a someone who's been like as diehard into the prospects as a lot of other people who do a much better job than me following it. but I first heard about Ellie De La Cruz from some really smart people in 2021 towards the end of the year and the, the, the hype that he had already, and he was only in Daytona, still quite a ways away and so young and so raw. He'd already built so much hype and and kind of this own lore to him. And I started tracking him pretty much every day from the, towards the end of 2021. I tried even as much as I could to, to watch him in winter ball um, and broadcasts that are in Spanish and, he just was different than, than anyone else that I've ever seen in the minor leagues. And you never know what a prospect's going to look like, even one with as much talent as LED LA De LaCruz, until they actually get to the big leagues. But I there's never been a player that that felt as can't miss as him. And so far, so good. Just named National League Player of the Week uh, uh, as we're recording this today. Uh, he's been incredible, but it's not just him. There's so many other players that have just jumped in and, and, and seamlessly fit in. Um, and had instant success. And I think that's really uh, what, what this organization's got to continue to do. I hope that 2023 isn't the only year that we see four or five prospects come up that are, are impacts right away. I hope that's an every year thing. Maybe not this many, but I hope next year there's two or three or four and the year after that and the year after that, because that'll continue to bring talent through and I think continue to help the Reds build a a a team that's not just good for one or two or three years, but a team that could really be good, for five, six, seven, maybe even a decade at a time.
1: You know, you you're mentioning mentioning other guys, and we talk about the youth and the rookie class. Matt McLean has been another favorite; just extremely impressed with him during the series. What do you think about him so far?
0: Matt McLean has just shattered any expectations that I had from him. Um, last year he was at double a the entire season down in Chattanooga and he was okay. I mean, he, he wasn't bad, but he was not spectacular. His numbers in the big leagues are significantly better than his numbers at double a last year. Um, he's just, he's jumped right in. Um, the reds threw him right in the, the, the number two spot in the lineup. Um, he, he's played great defense. I've been maybe more impressed with his defense than anything else. at shortstop, because the the mo on him coming up was that he was a capable defensive shortstop, but he was better at, at at second base or or maybe third base or somewhere else. But he he's looked like a legitimate above average defensive shortstop, and he's just been incredible. It, it's just it's not just Matt mcclain Spencer Steer, to all these other guys. If they were the only rookie, they'd be getting like all this hype. Everyone would be focused on them, but because of Elliot the Cruz and It's obvious because of L.A. La Cruz. He's different than anything we've ever seen. He gets all the shine, and these other guys are just producing at an incredibly high level and just kind of flying under the radar.
1: No, it's really, really fun. I think you bring up a really great point because the hype is real. Um, I will admit w- you talked about Friday's game earlier on in this podcast. And I went to Friday's game at the ballpark and, you know, the hype in the city, it felt like opening day, but at the same time, it didn't feel like opening day. It felt like playoff atmosphere when they were playing the Braves and every intense moment, some guy stepped up um, Friday night, Ellie De La Cruz, there was Joey Votto. And I know, and I'm sure you, you could see it on Twitter. The Reds are hitting that nice little wind freak. And then Joey Votto has his press conference a week from today actually and just announces hey I'm back let's go I'm excited um and and I couldn't think of a better leader to have in the clubhouse for a lot of these young guys and just at the perfect time but there were still a few people who kind of felt ah is he gonna mess up the vibe what's it gonna mean for Joey Votto to join this club you know what did you think about all that and then what Joey was able to do with three homers last week
0: I'll be completely honest. Um, I didn't think he was going to mess up the vibes. I think that that part of it was maybe a little bit silly, but um, he did not look great at, at AAA, I, if you're just being honest. Yeah. like it, His numbers were not good. I know at the end he looked a little bit better, but the fact that he's come up and produced at the level that he has has really just blown me away. But it is so cool to see Joey Votto, a guy that has been just an incredible player for, what is this, 16th season? Just and he's played on so many bad teams in Cincinnati. <laughs> like I think I think back to 2017 when he was incredible. Should have won the MVP if it wasn't for uh, Giancarlo Stanton. I think it's 60 home runs that year. Um, he should have won the MVP that year, but he was just so good, and that team was just so miserable around him. And so it's really cool to see Joey getting a chance to usher in this 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 next wave of of reds stars really i think that's what they are and and getting to be a part of of a team and and he said it so many times it's a team that he's never been a part of a team that runs the bases just with this incredible reckless abandon that's really never been um the Reds baseball, other than Billy Hamilton, but Billy Hamilton was really like the only guy on the team that ran. There wasn't four, five, six, seven, like Spencer Steer, I think has seven stolen bases in the month of June. And, and you don't even think of him as a base dealer. It's just a, an incredibly fun brand of baseball. And it's so great to see Joey Votto getting to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, it's really exciting stuff. There's just uh, so many players right now, easy to root for every night. Another guy just stepping up for them. Um, I'm speaking of optimism because that's why I love to talk Reds baseball with you. Why will this team, and I know they're half game up right now, why will they win the NL Central?
0: Spring brings new beginnings, but it can also bring unexpected injuries. Ortho (laughs) Cincy Orthopedic Gertrude Care is more affordable than a busy ER. With five convenient locations, including extended evening and Saturday hours in Edgewood and Anderson, OrthoCinci Orthopedic Urgent Care makes it easy to get the care you need. Simply walk in, no appointment necessary. Visit orthocincy.com to learn more. That's orthocincy.com.
1: Why will this team, and I know they're half game up right now, why will they win the NL Central? Well,
0: I mean, I think they have the best lineup in the NL Central. I mean, the Cardinals maybe would have a, a word on that, but the Cardinals are like eight games back right now. Um, I I just think top to bottom, there's there's no holes in this lineup. That that's you had Tyler Stevenson batting, Tyler Stevenson, Nixon Zell hitting in the bottom of the order, eighth and ninth, I think on on Sunday. That um, there's just there's no room for, for pitchers to make mistakes. Um, and, and so that's, what's cool because you're going to have some of these rookies slump at times. That's just a natural thing, but they don't all have to, they, they, they can be afforded that and still have a lineup that that can produce um, the, the, the bullpen also has been really, really incredible. It'll be interesting to see how it can hold up. Hopefully the Reds can get them some reinforcements as the season goes on, but that's been just a, a, you talk about before Ellie and McLean and all these other guys got here, the bullpen is really, I think what kept the season afloat at times uh, and allowed some of these comebacks to happen. You look back at Friday night, I mean they they pitched several scoreless innings um, just to kind of get you back into the game. Um, so that that really I think has been the 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 thing that's kept the Reds in this race.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And, you know, I I kind of felt like, and I've said it before, you know, I'm a huge Bengals fan and I feel like there's such a connection with the vibe I get with this young team, because you see that over on the NFL Bengals side, they're young, they're useful. And a lot of people thought the year they went to the Super Bowl maybe they were a year early. When you look at this club right now with how young they are and, and kind of being your expectations, your outlook for the rest of the seasons, does it feel like they're a year earlier or how do you see, you know, the rest of the second half playing out for them?
0: I yeah, I think they're more than a year early. <laughs> they, they, they may be a year and a half early to be honest. I mean, you know, we were going into this season, um, you know, I'm I'm a pretty optimistic guy and I I didn't think this was going to be the year. I thought this was a year that it was just going to be, you know, sorting out players, seeing who fits and then hopefully next year you could really start even thinking about competing and then I, I you know, I thought 2024 a relative chance of of maybe, you know, hanging around and being in a race late in the season. But I thought 2025 was really like the year that everything was going to kick into speed. So it's almost like they're a year and a half early, which is just so crazy to even think about um, because you just don't see things that happen like this.
1: No, I, I love it. I love everything about it. And look, if they're a year and a half early and we get to enjoy it even longer, it's great for the city. You can obviously see the vibes, um, everything happening around the ballpark and just what the city really feels like now. Because look, if you win games, people will show up, they'll support them. And, you know, the fan base is here and, and it's fun to see everybody kind of come back and enjoy enjoy what they're watching when it comes to Reds baseball. But um, I do have one last question for you because you're getting to the second half of the season. Do you think this team will be active at the trade deadline?
0: Well, I mean, it really just depends on what happens over the next about six weeks up until the trade deadline um, on, on July 31st. Um, I think if this team hangs around in the race, I think they'll be active. Um, I, I look back to 2021. I think that's probably more of like a realistic uh, way of of where the Reds will probably look at this. Uh, back in 2021, there was a clear need for um, bullpen help. Um, and they, they got three relievers at the trade deadline, and they weren't three relievers that cost a lot of prospect capital um, but they were three relievers that helped that team and 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 gave that team a chance I think that's probably what the Reds will do if they're in it I don't think the Reds are going to go out and get like a, a pitcher like a Shane Bieber or um, one of these higher-end uh, pitchers that's going to cost them a lot of prospects I think the Reds they're ahead of schedule. I don't think they're going to necessarily try to rush it, but I do think that, that they'll try to support this team. Um, A guy like I've mentioned is, is Lance Lynn from the white Sox. actually grew up not that far away in Indiana. Um, He still owed quite a bit of money from the white Sox, So I think that you could probably get him without giving up without digging too deep into your farm system, just by taking on some salary. I think that's probably where the Reds would look at. Maybe hopefully some of this um, increased attendance that they, weren't counting on this year they would maybe use towards something like that
1: i love it and i i love your new show it's new this year right with chatterbox reds
0: yeah i think we uh we we came on at the right time
1: yeah perfect timing because you've always been one you know supported this team your your content your reds content you're a great twitter follow fans need to definitely follow you but but talk about your show a little bit and uh your co-host what's that what's that been like
0: yeah, so my co-host, Trace Fowler, he's the, the owner-founder of Chatterbox Sports, which is a, a media company out of uh, Hamilton. Um, they've been uh, grinding, did a lot of high school sports, and uh, Trace approached me with this crazy idea to do uh, shows on YouTube after every single Reds game, and then we also kind of turn that and then add a little bit to it make it into a podcast the next day. Um, kind of similar to like what, what John boy does with the Yankees, how they have a post game show after every game. We wanted something like that for the reds. Our goal was to, was to start in 2023. So we were ahead of the curve, uh, and hopefully build a little bit before the Reds are competitive in 2024, 2025, but the Reds showed us and decided to compete right away, which has obviously been great for us. And it's been a lot of fun. We've had so many people that have uh, just been so kind with following us and sharing their show and uh, um, participating it. There's a chat during the show so uh, people can, can voice their opinions and, Um, tell us when when we're wrong which is a lot of the time and we have a good time we try to keep it lighthearted, but also still try to have it you know somewhat informative and uh, um, something for people just to 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 stay in tune with the Reds and, and have a good time along the way
1: Reds fans make sure you check it out Nicholas P Kirby over on Twitter and then you can go check out the link for his show post Reds games I'm, I'm going to hold you to it. If the Reds win the NL Central, going to need you on again. And if there's any postseason wins and series wins, you're going to have to join uh, Molly Watson and myself again to, to talk everything Reds.
0: Absolutely. Anytime. Thanks so much for having me.